0: hey everyone and welcome this is wrestling and this is a new podcast with john ensman and justin from In in ring art actually justin who is in ring art and this is the podcast where we talk about things auxiliary to wrestling not just the matches and not just the things going inside of the ring but the history and all things pertaining to it we can talk about wrestling and Comic books. We can talk about wrestling and the Tokyo Dome and every episode we want to bring you into wrestling and something else. And if it's a huge show that everyone's psyched about, if it's double or nothing, we'll say wrestling and double or nothing. But it gives us this format where we can mix things up a little bit. Talk about, like I said, the history, the influences, the people. And, you know, from two amateur wrestling fans here. Well, I guess we're professional wrestling fans, but you you know what I mean? From two wrestling fans here, we are Definitely excited to talk about this with you guys. So we're really happy to be here again. I am John Ensman. And first, I'll uh, send this over to Justin. Justin, how are you doing today?
1: Oh, not too bad. Just kind of wrapping up uh, kind of a Father's Day weekend over here. And um, we happy all know Father's that... Day. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I know everyone's looking for another wrestling podcast to listen to. There's not a lot of them out there's there.
0: There's not enough. There's really not enough. And uh, I, it's, you know, it's like finding that rare, like, fruit in the in the
1: forest. You, you It's barely anywhere. Exactly. So, yeah, well, obviously, you we know, there's a ton of wrestling podcasts out there, but we're trying to do something a little bit different um, just for fun and just the therapeutic value of it all. And to just, mm-hmm. you know, continue to create a little niche in this world that we love so much, but. Yeah, just um, looking forward to what we create here, and uh, you know, I think we're going to use this as more of an introduction to who we are first. Uh, this and is this is not episode. This is not episode one. This is episode zero.
0: Whatever that means, you know what I mean. So maybe once we're five hundred episodes in, they'll question: Is it five hundred one or five hundred? I don't know yet. But this is every episode's going to have a theme: wrestling and blank. Right now, this is wrestling and introductions from the two hosts so yes you're exactly right so you know and just so the audience knows we did a a show last week but we had technical issues and all sorts of nonsense so uh we came back this week and we did it again for you guys so Justin what's your history as a wrestling fan and uh, you know where what is like when did you start watching and what are you into nowadays and
1: everything in between All right. Well, let's see here. Um, I was born and raised in Southern California um, for the most part. And um, I want to say I come some of my earliest memories of wrestling, my earliest, earliest memory of wrestling. This is actually real um, was discovering, which was probably one of my dad's wrestling magazines. And I opened it up and I was probably five or six or something. And inside there, was a completely bloody uh, Abdullah the Butcher with a fork in his hand. Whoa. And I thought that was pretty nuts. I, I don't remember if it was black and white or color, but that's one of my first little glimpses. Um, and I want to say I do remember, uh, you know, some of the early memories. The first show I went to was at the sports arena. and My uncle took me when I was probably about 10 years old. Uh, I believe the main event was... Hogan versus Slaughter for the title. Oh, wow.
0: That's cool, man.
1: Yeah. And I remember the one match that I loved. And this is where, you know, two of my all-time favorite wrestlers, including my all-time favorite Bret Hart, was uh, Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect going to a draw. Uh, in the the sports arena, a house show that for the intercontinental, and, and it title. was
0: like a, it was a good draw back then. In the way that you know, I know New Japan in the eighties did way too many draws, but a lot of the draws back then were kind of cool because you got to see these guys go all out, and they weren't these
1: fuck finishes. So, uh, it sounds awesome. Yeah, it was a time limit draw where probably. I think probably perfect was the champ at the time or something. I don't remember. And they went, went exactly. 30 minutes
0: or an hour and probably, probably off if
1: it was just 20. a house show or so. Yeah. So I remember that and um, just kind of been a wrestling fan since I was a kid. Um, got really big into it in high school. Um, Attitude era was a huge uh, when you, I was in high school. Well, I'll just give you a little context. I just turned 40 on Wednesday. So, um, you know, from 97 to 99. I was in high school when it was actually cool to like wrestling and it was and just people completely... didn't go up to you
0: and say, you know, it's fake, right? Actually, they still did. They, back did. Then, they but... still did. I, but... I bet
1: you I, one of these episodes, I should just take out my high school yearbook and fi- and look at how many signatures or whatever they call the autographs in the back had wrestling references in it. Probably a ton. <laughs> that sounds kind of cool. I would love to see that. So keep that. <laughs> keep that. I'm going to write that down real quick. yeah so I definitely have that in my back pocket there a lot of rock references I was a huge me and my buddy were huge rock fans when he was back as a matter of fact you see this on my wall this is a program from the 1999 Royal Rumble oh hell Um, yeah it's not I mean that's just whatever they bought for five dollars see it's autographed by the rock because my uncle used to work at Paramount and damn he had that he had that at work and he saw the rock. I think it must've been when the rock was doing uh, scorpion King. And uh, he saw oh, right, him on when the he lot. started
0: acting and breaking yeah. out of the acting. And that's a yeah. nice part about living in SoCal is, you know,
1: people that are part of the industry or being mm-hmm. from there. I imagine. Yeah. He worked there for like 20 years in the print shop and uh, he saw the rock one day and he autographed it for him and he gave it to me. So I have that little autograph there. So yeah, that's high awesome. school, big wrestling fan in high school even when I started to, um, when I graduated high school in my early 20s, um, I was still watching all the time, and we kind of uh, hinted at it on our little episode zero that no one will ever hear, but I was really into XPW, uh, which they're actually doing a Dark Side of the Ring episode on, which was this huge independent promotion here. Uh, I'm sure we'll cover more stuff about it. Um,
0: but We, I we will, the-
1: and I, I want to tell you that I... Uh-
0: I talked to a lot of other people about XPW as well. So I, when you told me about it, I, I talked to some other guys that know a lot about wrestling and very fascinating topic there. Again, that w- we can do a deep dive into some other day, but uh, a great ahead.
1: idea would be you and I just doing a watch along on one on YouTube and you can see me in the front row oh, like yeah. me and my buddies in my in my Dan Marino jersey or something like that in the first row. And Sweet. Um, I do have, I've posted it before. I have a picture that I took of New Jack um from an instant camera or whatever they call this disposable cameras, and I caught a pretty good one of him oh, slamming yeah, yeah, a yeah. slamming a crutch on somebody. But anyway, so yeah, and then I'd say about probably you know, in my early 20s, I started to kind of wane away from it, and I probably had a gap from about a 10-year gap, let's say, where I wasn't really watching, I was working nights, I was in college, I was starting to date and all that kind of stuff and have girlfriends and now and, were you
0: to the point though where you like actually had a like such a split from it that you were like oh yeah i don't you didn't associate yourself with it anymore or were you like in your back pocket like oh yeah i'm a still wrestle a wrestling
1: uh fan. you know it's funny that you mentioned that because i did i used to work at a newspaper and um you know we had this kid that worked for us that you know and he um you know, he would. He was a huge wrestling fan still, and I remember him like. You know, I, it was something that I was like. I I would catch glimpses of it. This is we're talking about like, 05, 06, 07 When it like there was Kurt really Angle a lot of good new stuff. John John Cena just began. Right, like I like I think when I was starting to fall fall out, John Cena was just coming in. Mm, okay, and it Rock was more Lesnar. of a, a yeah, and yeah, I was I was kind of out of it by then. Um. And I never really, like, frowned upon it. It's just, like, I just would hear about it. And I'm like, oh, you're in- I used to love that in high school kind of stuff. Um, and I would kind of glimpse in and just didn't have – it wasn't the same. It wasn't great. I mean, I always kind of knew who the champ was. Um, and my uncle was you, still you watching it. You were aware. It, and he would let you me know. Aware. Yeah, I-, I was aware. Um, but I-, I wasn't watching Raw-, Raw every week or anything like that. And then I think I'm beginning to hear in this, you know – as I'm getting to know a lot of people online and whatnot, that this was a very common thing to happen. And then when the WWE network came upon, uh, uh, upon us, um, I got interested just for the nostalgia factor. This is a very common story from the people that are fans. And mm-hmm. day one, I signed up for it and I was starting to get back into it a little bit before then, just because of um, it was hyping up WrestleMania 30 and I got the network and boom, I've been back in ever since. Um, and I've kind of fallen off a little bit on the WWE stuff, probably. As most uh, intelligent people have. Yeah, I still watch it and I still know that the talent there is, is better than it's ever been. Because a lot of that Attitude yeah. Era stuff just didn't age well. And maybe we'll revisit some moments as we go along with this podcast just to Luna see. Luna Machan, baby. You know, that's funny because, like, we just talk about movies that haven't aged well that I'm afraid to watch again uh, just Uh, because, you know, maybe they haven't aged well. There's some stuff with the Attitude Era and just some fond things I remember, maybe even XPW, where it's just not going to age well. But anyway, and um, I think I kind of fell off with WWE to where the point where I just, like, mostly just watch pay-per-views, and that's just enough for me to keep up. And I don't get frustrated as much. But, but, but that's um, the
0: beauty right now. There's so much different stuff right now. The internet has made, and you know, globalization has made it. So we can watch wrestling from every country live right now. And we didn't have that back in the day. You had to get DVDs or to trade tapes. And that yeah. has made so much more options. Not to mention AEW, which is a little bit more real than TNA, I would say, back in the day. Um, TNA was, in my friend group, was always like a kind of like uncool thing and so aew is considered cool so there's a lot more options nowadays and the internet's given us all sorts of stuff
1: oh absolutely i just remember like me and my friend having to stay up till 1 a.m to watch ecw circa 98 99 and oh geez. you know when i it's went to totally. heatwave i went to heatwave 2000 at the olympic auditorium And that was like the forbidden fruit. Like, you know, it was amazing (laughs) that we actually got to go to an ECW show. Uh, Yeah, I guess I have some pretty cool shows that I've been to. um, And, you know, I've been to the sports arena. I've been been to the Royal Rumble in 99. Uh, I went to the Heat Wave, ECW and a bunch of XPW shows. So, you know, kind of waned off. And I think I discovered New Japan, which has become really my first love. probably around the time bullet club we're talking maybe 20 late 2014 early 2015 so maybe so i'm is a little AJ, late aj styles bullet club right when aj start. styles was leaving uh nakamura left i think nakamura mm. was the first um you know person i discovered they're like hey this guy's awesome he's cool you know um was probably nakamura and then of course i kind of knew the nut young bucks because um you know 2015 i uh you know snuck into a pwg show well, i didn't sneak in but i got tickets the day of okay and that's when i started you know i've been to probably three or four of those and in, in recita on the recita uh location but uh and that here is that, I am famous, now.
0: that is the famous stand-up location right for people that yeah know it's completely Reseda.
1: demolished now by the way um they there was too much that. good wrestling there American they needed Legion. to destroy it for all the amazing five-star <laughs> matches yeah, my call co- the college I went to is probably about a mile away from that place, but um, that is no longer with us. And they go, they do it at a um, what in Los Angeles and downtown Los Angeles, they have like a theater uh, district um, mm. with all these old, really beautiful theaters. And um, they run in one of those now. Um, oh, haven't been there yet cool. for those since PWG is a little pricey now. Um, but uh. I'm anxious to see what it's like, but it's one of those beautiful old 30s that was, uh, I'm sorry, theaters that was built in the 30s or 20s or something like that that they use now. So, um, you know, you're talking about New
0: Japan being like one of your first loves, and I'm sure you pay attention to AEW probably probably more so than wwe is my guess um are, are there other pr- like kind of side indie promotions or japanese promotions that you're either aware of or you look into say stardom or
1: gcw or beyond or yeah you, you know DVD? they 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 run some well that's pcw not gcw you know i i'm completely aware of uh, dragon gate and stardom and those mm-hmm. are always things that, you know what man there's only so much time uh, you know, I've, i i, I you are I, a family I, man, dude. You, you, yeah. only, like I've been there before. I got the full time shoot job, and I got, uh, you know, the wife and the two kids. So it's really hard to, and they're not really in that. They're not really too interested in it. So I just try and sneak in what I can. I told you, I think before that I have Stardom's, um, you know, web page open on one of my browser windows in my phone. Like I've always thought about you know, checking it out and I just haven't got around to it yet. But I'm aware well, maybe, of it. I'm, yeah, man. And, maybe
0: this this uh, show will give give us a reason to go
1: and watch some of that s- stuff and, and talk if about I have that. someone like you holding my hand through it, you know, it's gonna be a little more accessible. And I've had my some of my other friends that are in, you know that I one of my friends that was hardcore into it in high school who has you know, went to Heat Wave with me, went to the Royal Rumble with me. And I and he's starting to get into AEW. And, um, you know, I every once in a while, I feed him a New Japan match and I go, I don't usually do this, but you got to watch this one. And there um, are
0: many, many. And I do the same thing with AEW fans. I know I'll I'll tell them, you know, AEW comes from New Japan, essentially. And although nowadays, you know, a lot of the talent are from different places, but originally it was from New Japan. And I tell them, check out this
1: Kenny Omega match back in 2017, you know? Right, right. And um, it's just the treatment of the product is just something. And and I was lucky enough um, to go to a G1 match uh, in 2019. Oh, Um, that's awesome. Yeah. My my wife is Japanese. So, um, you know, they go back. She usually goes back with the kids for, uh, well, a time a year, once a year. But I was able to join them for the first time in a while back in 2019. And they're in Osaka. And, um, you know, I Ooh, said, got I got to go see, see him in Osaka, too, which
0: is known for having hot crowds.
1: You you did? No, I was saying you oh. got to see him in Osaka. No, 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 no. I actually, we went up to crowds. Tokyo. We went up to Tokyo. Oh, OK.
0: OK. Was this so, the one where you
1: said you took the bullet train down to Osaka? We took the bullet train up to Tokyo to see him. Oh, OK. Because okay. I went on, pro, I think it was night three. Um, the main event was uh, it was at Ota um general gymnasium so that's the same place where uh they had the retirement show for um for liger um nice probably Mm. i don't know eight thousand seat arena or something like that they did Um, new year's dash there right they did new year's dash there absolutely and um nice really nice arena um it was just filled to the brim and i think the main event was kenta tanahashi um yes it was the main event was Kenta Tanahashi. Uh, undercard was like Zack Saber Jr. Okada, Evil Ibushi. This was a block at the time, I think. And it was a block. Yeah. Was
0: Naito? I'm not gonna name them all, but it was like Naito, Shingo, uh, Moxley, yeah. Toriano. So yeah, I definitely right. remember that. And a block had okada will osprey you know tanahashi like all these heavy hitters so yeah 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 it was so sick
1: yeah so i got to go to that night and then you know i and the next day we i went to the the new japan store down there and all that stuff and i just made sure i left as many i want i love to get it to a dominion or a tokyo Do- or, or a kingdom one wrestle kingdom that's i know i'm gonna hit yeah. up one of those but my wife they At, live in a, me too wife's I'm family going to eventually i'm is in Osaka, so... Well, you you um, go watch Dominion in Osaka some year? I haven't. Um, usually, see, the problem with Dominion is it, it's before school ends. It's, like, ah. early, early June, so if it was just an extra week, because um, the last time we went there was July 4th, um, so, you know, we missed it, and I think the show I went to was, like, July 14th, because they didn't really come back down to osaka until i was already back home because they went from uh dallas into tokyo so i went to like night three so i think i had a choice between night three and night four but ended up going it was either a sunday afternoon or a saturday night show and i went to the saturday night show Mm, Um, okay well, anyways, that's neither here nor well, there. And now well, no, I that, that
0: that's really awesome hearing your history and all these places. You've had all this experience that a lot of people don't get to have. So that's really cool. By the way, are you wearing a dude love shirt for the audio listeners? I'm seeing a tie dye t-shirt. Is it a dude yes. love shirt? Okay. It's one of the, it's, it's one, one of the reproductions.
1: Yeah. When I think a couple of years it's ago, they had cool. the, the big sales, and that's where I'll dive into some WD. Well, so this it's one. great
0: because it's definitely a beach shirt, and uh, yeah, it's, it's also uh, wrestling fans will fist bump you if they walk by you, be like, ah, I like that, man. I was wearing my Kenny Omega Street Fighter t shirt. This is gonna sound so like white trash, weird, weirdly, but I was in the Walmart, and some dude walked up to me and he's like, I love Kenny Omega, he fist bump me, so that was cool. So, uh, I'll, I'll get into my history a little yeah, bit. Yeah, go here. for it. want to hear about you now. So uh, I found my dad's magazines and they, Oh, actually we're talking about something. Okay. Sorry. I was just thinking how I found my dad's magazines too, but they definitely weren't wrestling magazines. So, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about wrestling. wrestling
1: We're talking about that
0: type of wrestling. There was a different, I was definitely educated by them. I'll say that, but um, (laughs) no, I, I, you know, we have similar histories and a lot of people have had our story laps fan, get into it after the network. And, you know, if you've had that, uh, if you're listening to this and that is you, well, we're right here alongside you. You know, neither of us was watching day in and day out for 35 years. Ric Flair matches, in the 80, you know, we uh, we had our passion and then, you know, we did other things. And now we're back and passionate again, maybe even more so. So I, uh, I was watching wrestling in the early nineties to the mid nineties. And the weird thing is, is I kind of got out of the attitude era right when it was getting hot. Like when DX was starting to get big and the rock was turning into, you you know, the rock, like that's when I started getting out. So my favorite memories are things of like, things of like the undertaker wearing a weird mask when he wrestled Bret Hart, um, or say people like King Mabel, Uh, you know, um, I remember getting the tape of Royal Rumble 94 and then Royal Rumble 95. And I remember watching Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart and wondering like, why is Shawn Michaels a heel? A bad guy from the Mm -hmm. early nineties. And uh, I was a huge Shawn Michaels fan. By the way, shout out to Johnny Gargano at TakeOver last weekend, who wore wore that like nineties Shawn Michaels kind of a gimmick with all the little circular mirrors on
1: it. That was oh awesome. really i missed that too oh so the whole narcissistic kind of thing right <laughs> not <laughs> yeah, the like wore... kind of the flat hat right like it you would wore that be, hat it, or the it vest would be in that
0: th- it, it was the vest with like all the lines the the like leather like lines and almost <laughs> jeff jarrett like uh that what he used to wear but it was definitely Shawn michaels with the uh zebra print and the freak so that was pretty cool doing an in your house Sean Michaels tribute, and Sean Michaels probably working
1: backstage with him there. So yeah, I heard he's been a, he was been a pretty bit uh, influence on him at times. Yeah,
0: he's he's been a huge part of NXT. I'm sure. I'm not sure what cap capacity, but. I mean, you always see pictures of them there. So uh, after that, man, I, I bounced back hard. Like by the time I was in high school, I would be embarrassed to call myself a wrestling fan. Now the video games, no, I love the video games. Those were cool. Make your own moves. Those I was kind of into. Um, But, you know, if someone talked about Brock Lesnar to me, I would just be like, I got other shit to do, man. Uh, I I, I kind of didn't like it. And as the years went by, I stayed aware, played the video games, you know, and I, uh, I also kind of kept, like aware by wikipedia of what was going on in japan because i always loved japanese media japanese culture growing up and so being that i loved wrestling when i was a kid i kind of tied one-on-one one together and just said oh a little japanese wrestling's got to be better but i didn't see it till much later so when the network came out um i started getting into it but you know what I remember really got me into it too was podcasts. I started listening to Steve Austin and I started listening to some of those first wave uh, talk is Jericho podcasts at the time that were just like so cool. And I was like, I should probably start paying attention to this stuff again. So I got into WWE again. This was when like Dean Ambrose was betrayed by Seth Rollins and Mm -hmm. that whole gimmick going on. Um, But quickly fell in love with new Japan because at wrestle kingdom nine, Jim Ross was doing his uh, whole gimmick that, Hey, I'm going to come announce wrestle kingdom nine. So I watched the show and I was just blown away, man. Like Mm. all the matches were cool. You talked about Ibushi, and you talked about no. You talked about Nakamura. Nakamura, right. just you know, for for that time period when you watched Nakamura, it was like one of the craziest things you've ever seen. You know what I'm saying? Like his his he had this flamboyant personality. He had this like exotic kind of thing going on that really no one has even matched to today and not even himself he doesn't do it as much anymore yeah, so this charisma
1: that just, just was internationally charisma. uh you know you didn't have to he didn't have to say a word to just like wow look at this guy you know
0: yeah and even looking back his wrestling style was kind of safe like he did a lot of knees he didn't he wasn't a high flyer or anything like that like but he really made it work man and uh, it was great and you know, I saw Okada versus Tanahashi and I remember Jim Ross saying this is basically the Rock versus uh, Austin of this era. And he was right, like the two huge top guys and Okada lost and he was crying. And I'm thinking, dude, when would you ever see a WWE wrestler, male wrestler crying after losing? They would never allow it. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, it was it blew me away and I just fell into Japanese wrestling. And nowadays, you know, I watch almost every big show. I, I just got done watching DDT, King of DDT. I watch all the Dragon gauge tournaments and uh, big shows, and try to watch New Japan. I've been subscribed to All Japan for a little while. I even watched Cho- Choco Pro, which is a absolutely ridiculous YouTube wrestling show. Um, so yeah, I, I love the stuff, and of course, you know, where you do your artwork, and we can get into that. But you know, I I do music and i made the new japan rap years ago before i made the video because i loved new japan and um you know i i I loved wrestling so much that i was like well you know what i want to i want to make some kind of art celebrating this and that that's where the music came in and i i i made a lot of like wrestling raps a lot of them aren't on video yet but you know and that's kind of where I started getting some exposure um so I mean you're a in-ring art is his twitter handle go follow him at in ring art um Justin you are an artist too but not in the musical form
1: what kind of art do you do that it's just weird to hear that artist being thrown around here towards my (laughs) direction but I basically got it you know what I'm coming up on a year. Around this time last year when we were all wondering what was going on in the world, all our jobs were in disarray and all that stuff. I just decided I've always wanted to draw and I was never, I was never good at it. Always terrible. Use the excuse of being left-handed. You always appreciated it. You always thought I it was always cool. appreciate I, it. I, I do w- as well. My wife is a terrific artist. Um, so that was always inspiring. Like, man, I wish I could do what she does. And, um, I just decided to start, you know, when we'd get off of work, there was no sports to watch. There was no wrestling to watch unless I want to watch WWE in a closet or whatever they were filming. in at the time, the performance Oh God,
0: Oh geez, um, that was
1: bad. And new Japan was shut down and I just started drawing a wrestler every day. And it started as just strictly just new Japan wrestlers. And as I was doing this every day, you know, I thought to myself like, you know what, I'm going to start an Instagram account for this just so I can like do it every day and post it. So I can, cause that's what I love about, especially Instagram is you can kind of see all your posts and see the progress. And um, I just kind of made one just for that reason, just to like track what I'm doing and hold myself accountable. And I've, you know, come to now I've done it for about a year and, You know, I only have like 600 followers or whatever, but I've just kind of gotten better and better. It's kind of a mix of doing it every day and, um, you know, investing in better like materials and markers and stuff like that. And, you know, it's gotten to the point where thanks to some really cool people like the wrestling for sale guy and Chick Foley and a lot of other people, like I've actually sold a nice handful of them. Oh, uh, that's that's really <laughs> awesome, man! And like,
0: okay, I, I don't I don't want, I don't want to talk for you here, but let me just describe to the podcast listeners: is the the gimmick is kind of that when he first started, I guess that the art was. I'm just going to say it was like childlike in a way, middle schoolish, I guess, proportions still is, still is. And, st- and stuff like that. But uh, there is a kind of enjoyment in that where you see it and it looks like something that you wish you would have drawn in your uh, middle school yearbook. But this is the thing. I-, I know you said still is still is, but there's de- like. The fun part is because I looked over Justin's art, like as, as time goes by and you're definitely seeing improvements and the faces are getting better. You're developing your own style for sure. And that the joke that we we're making is how do you like avoid yourself
1: from getting too good so that you, do, <laughs> you still keep your style, you know? <laughs> I think I'll always prevent myself from getting too good. I'm not worried about that at all. But um, <laughs> I think part of it that's kind of clicking is... I tried to, I explained this to my uncle because we, this is an analogy I've used for explaining things that, like, what wrestling fans are. Wrestling fans are the equivalent now of, like, you know, what a comic book fan was 10, 15 years ago, or just like it's kind of this whole subculture. And yeah. um, my uncle made this comment too when I explained it to him because we, they had the two nights, uh, New Japan at in long beach and i think 2016 or whatever or 17 mm-hmm. and i went with my uncle to the first night and i went with, with one of my buddies to the second night and the first night i saw the line for the t-shirts and all that and i had thought to myself you know i'm with my uncle today we're gonna watch the matches and all tomorrow when i come with my buddy i'm gonna get some merch and nice as soon as we got in for that second night, um, me and my buddy went into the long merch line. By the time we got to the front, there was only two t-shirts remaining. Oh, one was the shit. Bullet Club USA print one, which I bought reluctantly, and <laughs> the like New York City Statue of Liberty Bullet Club shirt. That was those were the it. ones that no one wanted. And maybe, and maybe no, they, they were sold pretty well. But the one, okay. you know, they might have had uh, Yoshihashi's Bullet Club Hunter shirt, which nobody wanted. That was probably something like that. And there was but, no Tokan
0: Global Shop back then. So you could buy stuff on Pro Wrestling Tees, but a lot of that New Japan stuff was not easily for sale. On And this is uh, the Direct stuff that Man. has
1: like the little New Japan tags. Like this is the legit merch. Yeah. For and it's a stuff. really good shirt. But the fact that they did not bring enough merch was a sign. Because my uncle said, he's like, don't they know that Americans just love or wrestling fan? Like they love to buy stuff, you know, like they'll buy mm. anything with the bullet Club logo on it. Just get it out here. At you that know, time, at the time, true. And we are merch freaks. And I think, you know, what, what, what makes my drawings work for some people is maybe they see that I do one every day and they see that these are done by someone that is into this thing they're into. And, I think maybe they see the, you know, the passion and the commitment made to something they love. So that's what kind of beer goggles them up a little bit when they see it, you know, and maybe that's what I, makes. I could, def- I could definitely see that, man, for sure. Yeah. Cause if I made like a, I don't know, a, 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 I don't know a, an account where I drew a Los Angeles Laker or a, or a Ninja mm-hmm. Turtle or a, <laughs> Uh, a law and order character every day or
0: a a ninja turtle
1: with a lakers jersey uh
0: in law and order episode
1: right exactly that would that would be pretty interesting you're questioning donatello (laughs) Um, yeah yeah, you know he's he's like he's
0: questioning the guy in the freaking place yeah so so that's if i would have
1: created in some other genre it probably wouldn't work as well you know I can tell you it probably wouldn't work if it was in comic books because there's already way too many artists in comic books. but Let's say I drew a Los Angeles, I don't know, like an NBA player every day. It, It wouldn't work as well as it does with wrestling. Because of this, well, you I'll know what I mean? This,
0: the wrestling, wrestling, uh, part of what appeals wrestling is the characters. I mean, every character has their entrance and their movement and their look and stuff like that. And that's what's so, so cool about them, where yes, basketball players all have their different styles and they all have their different strengths in play, but uh you know drawing a guy in a lakers jersey constantly i don't know if that would work as well for me it's fun seeing king mabel and how big he is and his crazy face and his ridiculously big you know uh, thing that he's wearing and then seeing switch over to to someone like nakamura i I think the fact that there's these crazy characters has a lot it's almost like comic books in that sense there's so many crazy characters
1: yeah and that's part of the appeal is they're supposed to look good in a port like they have to a professional wrestler is supposed to grab you in a headshot, like, you know, like, an, you know what I mean? They're supposed to stand out. And yeah, that's not necessarily attention of like a basketball player or, or something like that. But I just think it was something that, you know, it's just the perfect thing to do with pro like pro wrestling is one of the few um, things that what I'm doing would work with, um, you know, and the fact that so many wrestling fans go to social media for things um, and how many yeah, themed yeah. accounts there are and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I just, oh, it's yeah. just the. I think it just mixed well, and I think people play to it. And yeah, of course I'm getting better. I would hope anyone would get better uh, every day if they do something they every keep day. Working and on something every day. The com- like any advice to people. How do I get better at something? Well, you do it every. You do it. You practice, and then you invest in yourself a little bit with better and tools. Practice some more. Yeah, and not to say that I'm on any like high level of art or anything like that like i've just gotten better than i was like because i was you know i was looking at some of my older drawings that looked like they were done on a bar napkin with like smudged lipstick or whatever <laughs> and, they, and they might have been actually they might have been see that's the thing is well bars weren't open at the time but um <laughs> but you might have had a, a few bar napkins sitting around it's always a possibility yeah but uh, absolutely <clears throat> but that's the thing is you know I just started doing every day and I got a little bit better and that's where I've gotten my, like where you've gotten the stuff from the rap, the new Japan raps, which are awesome. I guess we've kind of have this little crossroads where maybe we can get two or three people to listen to our podcast. Yeah. And as you
0: said, you know, the phrase that, that we would be called is quote unquote content creators. And I'll tell you this, man, there's definitely, um, I, I, as far as new Japan content creators, there is a, lack of that online um i know uh, i've tried to follow every one of them there's a a great guy I, i don't know his name right now but uh death cab for debbie or something there's a guy doing long form video essays on g1 climax matches uh with art drawn because new japan will give him a copyright strike if he uses you know actual Video from them, and you know there is Shining Wizard. He's an amazing artist. You've seen him, have you heard? Yes, of that? I have.
1: Yes, he he's uh,
0: like probably the premier uh, New Japan artist uh, on the web. But it's not like Fortnite or Minecraft where there's this huge, huge flood of content coming in for it, and it's just overwhelming. Um, there's a niche there and there's a hole that, that is kind of still opened up. Um, and I, if you're listening to this and you have some kind of ability, man, I'd say go for it because New Japan fans love stuff. They love their merch and they love this type of stuff. And uh, they they want to download it. They want to buy it. And so, you know, we're just filling a hole that naturally opens up when something gets popular. And luckily, I think we chose a, a pretty good pretty good thing not just new japan but wrestling in general um i think we chose a pretty good thing to celebrate with our artwork so and again we do have a nice cross section there is it like ten thousand people no but you know what that's okay we we have some cool people we've met and uh if they listen to this well then shout outs shout outs to
1: all of them man so uh yeah you know what's kind of cool even my friends that aren't wrestling fans they're still fascinated by what i'm doing um you know there's still there's still like kind of an attraction to the to it even if you're not into wrestling there's still people that are kind of drawn in by the um what's the word i'm looking for by the um pageantry oh Um, yeah if you will so you know there's still that factor to it where like you draw wrestlers every day and people are buying them and they're like these are you know these are really cool I'm like okay you know so <laughs> you know even did one for people that followed wrestling before you know they kind of enjoy it too it seems like because I know like I had a friend whose birthday was just recently and they wanted me to do a Brock Lesnar and Sable picture I'm like okay and husband I, and wife
0: baby they want to see that love in the artwork. And
1: and I posted that one and it got like all these shares and it was kind of making its way around a little bit. And like nothing major, but just people posting it kind of all over the place. And, yeah, um, and definitely good kind for of your funny. standards.
0: You know, it's it's all about your own standards too. I mean, look, this isn't, we're not David Dobrik, if you know who that is. Dude has like 15 million followers and gets 20 million views a video. I mean, obviously that's not us. And when we have our own standards, just breaking a, a small milestone, getting a certain amount of, of, you know, likes or views or shares. I mean, it, it feels great, man. And definitely people are showing you that. Um, so what is, what is the, some stuff that you were, what is some of the art you've just worked on recently?
1: Um, well, let's see. I th- okay. So the last ones I posted, I did Scott Hall today. Um, I don't really try and go with themes or like, oh, it's such and such birthday. Maybe occasionally I will, but like, I just, the whole point of this is I just draw whoever I want. It's just, like, whoever comes to mind or who I can find a good model picture for. Because there's some that, like, oh, man, I just can't find a good picture of this person, and I haven't done them, really. Um, But, like, the last few days have been um, Scott Hall, Kenny Omega, Adam Cole, Mankind, uh, Shingo Takagi, Bret Hart, Kevin Nash, Brock and Sable, Asuka... Liger, damn Ron Simmons, Mabel, King Mabel, Carlito. Carlito, because a friend of mine said he wanted me to draw more Puerto Rican people, so I went for Carlito. (laughs) You're like, Uh, I'm gonna do
0: Carlito and then I'll do Primo and Epico,
1: and uh, maybe not, but (laughs) uh, Jeff Cobb, (laughs) uh, Rikishi, El Generico, Eddie Guerrero. I did an Enzo Amore just because I he's just so uh looks like a, he was a fun guy to draw and there you go kind of a guilty pleasure at times because those dudes were flat out over when they came from nxt oh they were awesome in nxt with carmella
0: as well i mean that group was so cool i remember when they went against uh simon gotch and yeah it, it, what was it uh the Vod villains the VOD villains and then blue hair came out blue pants came out um, yeah who's in aew now that was like such a hot angle at the time, like everyone yeah, was like and freaking even with out about the, it.
1: They did something with the revival, anyway. Yeah, so they were over at the time. So Zenzo will always be kind of, I guess you can call it guilty pleasure. I'm like, I know the guy's kind of a little off kilter, but he, he was entertaining, especially if you put a mic in his hand. Uh, you know, there I you just go. Aja Kong, uh, you know, John Moxley, it's just really random stuff. and. You know, I did an Alistair Black a couple weeks ago and someone messaged me right away. I want to buy it. I'm like, okay, cool. So shout outs uh, to
0: Tommy End, who. That's is, right. Uh, oh, just Tommy heard End. him on the on Tommy End Renee Pack. I just heard him on Renee's uh, podcast. And that was quite a story of WWE, uh, you know, issues going with their talent. So, well, that's cool, man. That is really awesome. That Well, tell me you. about
1: your raps. Like, I know you had that one that kind of hit and got retweeted by a bunch of people but um, Uh, when's the next one when's what i mean what was (laughs) the first one like tell me what your your plans are for that well like
0: as far as music goes i studied music my whole life i i played woodwinds and sing in high school and middle school and went to college for jazz music so it's kind of weird i'm not a rapper by by you know uh like i didn't grow up like a rapper it's just i like rapping it's fun so as time went by, um, and I did, I did some time in a local facility. I'm not gonna lie, um, I've I have a history. You know, it was I was a drug addict. I'll just put it that way. And so, th- there was times when I was in jail, and I would just write raps and write raps and do it over and over again. And I wrote my New Japan rap while I was in jail. Mm. And so, a lot of that stuff came from there. I still have, I like looking up in my, my closet. I have like hundreds of raps I haven't recorded. Now, only a few of them are wrestling related, but it's stuff that I want to, you is know. Is there any rappers by. that like, who's your favorite rapper or who are your influence is from rap? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, obviously Eminem is a big one. I mean, uh-huh. he's he's just like a great rapper, but I, I like I listen to all all sorts of different people lately. I really like um, Kanye West. That's not lately. That's kind of always been a thing, but. No one too underground. I l- used to listen to a lot of freestyle rap when I was younger, like freestyle rap battles. There was this rapper named Idea who was incredible. Um, and right now I, I, I listen. To, I, I literally go to all music guide and just look up top reviewed albums and I listen mm. to everything every month. So ever is hot at the time, ever is good. You know, I can't even remember their name. I, I saved them. But it's just all sorts of different stuff, but I'd say Eminem was the big one. Bo Burnham as a c- comedy performer is a big influence. And then, I mean, tech nine, just amazing rapper with great flow and just incredible lyrics with good, uh, like rhythms as well. And that kind of goes down to ludicrous as well, who has those type of skills. So those are some of the people. Um, yeah. So the, the thing with the new Japan rap is I got kind of lucky because I was dating a girl who bought a $1,000 camera at the time. Mm. And I quality is, is really key, man. I mean, I had actually done the new Japan rap before that, but until I got it in like 4k with all the fixings and edited it with Premiere and stuff, that was when it really hit big. Um, So I saw that it actually, that was one of the things I noticed is how good the quality of the video was. Yeah, man. I mean, that quality was amazing and I'm not with that girl anymore. So I don't have a $1,000 camera anymore and they're not easy to come by. I mean, you have to have a thousand dollars free. Yeah. They're easy uh, to come by if you have a thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. And she had gotten her bonus at the time. So, you know, I made a few videos after that. I made some Different side stuff, but I realized that my fan base wants wrestling raps, and so you know, if I make a rap about coronavirus or whatnot, no one really picks up on that. But Mm. so I made some more wrestling stuff, um, with a lower quality camera, and people liked it. I did, uh, dude, I've been doing a thing where I'll ask the audience what they want, and they wanted Okada versus Biden, and I'll sketch (laughs) out a rap in five minutes and wrap it, and uh you know, it, it, those that hit pretty big. So uh, it, there's been a lot of changes in my life. I just got a new job and just switching over. I had to be on unemployment for three weeks and then I never even got paid for that. So mm-hmm. I am, I, I wasn't thinking about even writing any art or doing rap at that time. In fact, I was thinking more about working on this podcast, but now that I'm into a more stable situation and life is really great right now, I got a really nice job. Um, i'm definitely looking forward to work on it more and i've already been in some pawn shops looking at higher quality cameras um so it's it's all it's all gonna happen soon the the next rap i want to make is a uh evil diss track because i (laughs) don't like evil i don't like what they did with them i'm never excited to watch the guy wrestle and you know shout outs to evil for being a wrestler in new japan but fucking besides that i i
1: think the problem with him has really been the booking and uh i mean we could get more in depth with that and everyone knows what the problem is but it has uh... been but at the same
0: time dude it's the booker's job to know who they have on hand and it's the wrestler's job to step up to the plate uh now evil doesn't have the ability to step up to the plate i suppose so you know you could blame it on ghetto but nonetheless i think it would make for an entertaining song uh a nice diss track so that is the one i got the lyrics down but someone's using my camera now so i'll have that back next week and hopefully i'll get that put together
1: really soon so i bet you you know i know that another you know influence for me and a, a big podcast that we listen to is a super j cast uh with uh, joel and damon over there and i bet you they'd appreciate and they would love to hear an evil diss track I, I think they would like it. A lot of people told me. And
0: the other thing is, I I, I got to write a doki rap because people generally love doki. And um, they want a doki rhymes with so many good words. Doki Chokey. Doki Chokey. I'm getting high doing the doki smokey. Just watching the new TV show. It's called doki loki. Don't touch me. Doki pokey.
1: All that different stuff you can or go Or just something with, that so. says how he was the one wearing a mask before anyone else. (laughs) He yes, that could be right in there. Like he was wearing he was was wearing wearing the 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 mouth covered mask. We're not talking lucha mask here. If if Doki can wrestle a 20 minute match with a mask on, you can go to the supermarket for 10 minutes. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly and by the way side
0: note people doki is like 29 years old so quit calling him an old man he's a young yeah dude. just because he's got a little <laughs> bit of a creeping back Carolina
1: or whatever he's it got
0: is. he's got that creepy stuff there so uh, well thank you for asking me that i appreciate that you know finally let's uh, just t- i've talked to justin about this idea for this podcast and i'll uh talk a little bit about it real quick and we'll discuss that and so this podcast um Again, I mentioned at the beginning, but I call it Wrestling And. And Justin seemed to be on board with me with it because every episode I want to be something else. And I've already had a few ideas. We've talked about doing wrestling and sex, wrestling and uh, video games, wrestling and comic books. Really, I think that you could just do all sorts of stuff with that. I mean we wrestling video games we could talk about our favorite video games you know Mm -hmm. and all the history of the different games uh the episode we tried to record last week was wrestling and sex which is just about how sex appeal exists in the wrestling world how you have to act sexy and how uh sexiness if you will has been treated by bookers over the years um so it leaves us with a big like a big area where we can work with, but also hopefully we can touch on enough different stuff uh, every episode to where people will continue to find it entertaining.
1: So do you have any ideas? What might be good for that? Justin, you know, I'm looking across the room and I just did, we could even do like wrestling. I'm looking right now, wrestling and laundry detergent. And the oh. first thing I would think of is we could just tell stories about maybe Vader not washing is, <laughs> That is two and a half hours right there. Of, of <laughs> well, just saying like the l- possibilities l- are endless. I mean, you can even have two parts without rich. Some of these things can be, and you can even do a mini episode where you could talk about three or four different things just real quick. Um, I just think it's just, it's a little, it's kind of think it's something that can be unique to the listeners and especially the wrestling and sex. Cause there's a lot of things that we've forgotten about that we can, um kind of put out to the surface and sometimes you don't always have the right vehicle or segue to bring something out that doesn't make it sound completely just random and out of nowhere so and it'll also make us think and challenge us to find things to fit certain things and yeah and I I think that that it's like gonna be like an
0: intellectual look at this stuff so i mean uh when we talk about sex we're talking about like the philosophy of what's gone on in wrestling over the years and what it means to be a wrestler what it means to be an entertainer where you have to look a certain way you know uh we could do an episode on wrestling and teaching you know where it's you know we obviously know that being a good wrestler doesn't make them a good teacher and look at the history of wrestling teachers you know people i know that the guy from uh nxt i forgot his name if it was bill something but there was a fired teacher and then you look at other people like lance storm who
1: was it bill morris yeah Hugh morris okay and Uh, then i I, thought i from when you said wrestling and teaching my first instinct was dean douglas i was (laughs) okay i was gonna say yeah because was that his wcw gimmick where he no that was remember when they brought him in the wwe He was Dean Douglas, and he was like this professor kind of gimmick where he was writing on chalkboards and calling everyone stupid. You know
0: what, dude? Uh, Everything I know from uh, ECW, I read about in the ECW book. So I I read that book about five years ago, and I remember them talking about the franchise, Shane Douglas, and how much they changed him when he left, and what a disaster it was. And no,
1: that was before he went to ECW. Oh, that was before he went yeah. to ECW. Okay, so I apologize. Maybe, I don't know what year it was, but he was like this clean cut like college professor who was, you know, and I think he might've had a day or two with the Intercontinental title, but um, I think he managed to piss off the click and that was it for him. We'll do an episode on wrestling and tie dye. We'll talk about your
0: shirt and Mikey Whipwreck and uh his well that was more of just like a dragon thing (laughs) i know the dudleys Dudleys Dudleys,
1: there we go total tie-dye didn't make any sense they were these guys (laughs) from dudleyville i can't i would imagine this might be one of the only times the dudleys where you had a confederate flag and tie-dye located on the same person <laughs> that is yeah those two total things nowadays
0: that would be that wouldn't fit in well together at all but they made it work you know they're representing the month of june and the state of alabama at the same time so yeah wrestling so- family wrestling so we have also and the cool thing is him and i are him and i i mean justin and i are brainstorming about this stuff and we just have all of stuff we'd like to bring to you and then you know what if a huge show happens if all out gets fucking 200 million buys and everyone's talking about it we'll just do wrestling and all out and we'll just talk about that because you know as much as show reviews are kind of like passe i mean people still enjoy them once in a while especially if uh, your opinions agree with them so um there's a lot of different stuff we can do here so justin on the way out is there anything else you want to say to all the uh listeners out there all your fans out there in the world
1: (laughs) listening to you right now and wanting to know how you feel uh it's funny because I, I i'm picturing me i don't know i've just I, I i've had a i did a podcast for a couple of years the friend and you know we never really caught that much traction maybe I have one or two regular listeners i don't even know but um that's you know, always it's, how it is for the first little bit unless you're already a celebrity <laughs> the way i imagine it is like well first of all the number one thing is us enjoying ourselves and having this creative outlet that's number one and If we can get like an audience going with it, that would be amazing. And we would also invite their input with I would love it to be something where they tell us, hey, do this. And then we do it for them and they can enjoy it that way. So, yeah, I would love to create that kind of vibe. And Justin and I, we are active on social media. We listen to people.
0: We talk to our fans and our friends. You know, um for fans, friends, you know, sometimes it's one and the same and we're fans of them as well. So I mean, we wanna listen. I'm not out of the idea of having guests on here once in a while because Justin and I only know so much, obviously, um, about the world of the beautiful and confusing world of wrestling so yes maybe it's just two people listening now but we build you know and we keep going you hear about voices of wrestling and they were like we couldn't be who we are unless we did you know 50 episodes of no one paying attention and then they caught a break with a booker t interview and that's what Hmm. led them so just like i made you know 20 different raps before i came up with the new japan rap and uh that was the one that hit and that was the one that stuck. So as long as we stay at it, um, I think it'll be good. Now, just for schedule's sake, um, we were looking at making this a biweekly podcast because of the depth of the content. um, Give me enough time to live my normal life and do some research and the same for Justin as well. So that's kind of what we're looking for you guys. If you're planning on being a regular listener, which we hope you are. And Right now, we're not doing any Patreon, anything like that. This is free for you guys. It's just two dudes talking about things involved with wrestling. And uh, we really hope you enjoy us. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to have an episode which uh, will be announced very soon. Justin, anything else to say to the people?
1: No, I think that's it. But if we are talking to some people right now, I really appreciate you getting all the way to this point with it. And um, you know we're always we we'd love to hear from you. Let us know how we're doing, how terrible we are, how great we are, or what you'd like like us to talk about. Like we're just doing this for the therapeutic value, and you know maybe to find a, you know a little comfy. I'm doing it in, purely, in for world, I'm yeah, doing purely for the money. I'm doing it purely for the money. All right. So. Well, you're going to be sorely disappointed, sir. <laughs> I hate to disappoint you. You're not going to get a thousand dollar camera out of this anytime soon. Oh, shit. That or was... we could do a Oof. GoFundMe or something like that. For the thousand dollar camera. Yeah, for your thousand yeah. dollar camera, we'll do a GoFundMe. I've,
0: I've thought about it, but I just could. I was like, no, you know John, what, man? It'll... I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because I can get that eventually. I can afford that. You'll get it
1: eventually. But, I mean, you know. Now, if it
0: was the $10,000 camera, then I might like be. Yeah, you don't
1: really need that,
0: though. $1,000 camera's fine. Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, We will talk to you guys in a few weeks. And this has been Wrestling End.